Gospel of John, uh, chapter 6 and verses 1 through 14. Hear these words of scripture. Sometime after this, Jesus crossed to the far shore of the Sea of Galilee, that is the Sea of Tiberias, and a great crowd of people followed him because they saw the signs that he had performed by healing the sick. Then Jesus went up on a mountainside and sat down with the disciples. The Jewish Passover festival was near. When Jesus looked up and he saw a crowd coming toward him, he said to Philip, Where shall we buy bread for these people to eat? He asked this only to test him, for he already had in mind what he was going to do. Philip answered him, It would take more than half a year's wages to buy enough bread for each one to have a bite. Another of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, spoke up. Here is a boy with five small barley loaves and two small fish. But how far will they go among so many? Jesus said, have the people sit down. There was plenty of grass in that place, and they sat down. About 5,000 men were there. Jesus then looked, and he took the loaves, gave thanks, and distributed to those who were seated as much as they wanted. He did the same with the fish. When they had enough to eat, he said to his disciples, Gather the pieces that are left over. Let nothing be wasted. So they gathered them and filled twelve baskets with the pieces of the five barley loaves left over by those who had eaten. After the people saw the sign Jesus performed, they began to say, Surely this is the prophet who is to come into the world. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Thanks, Chuck. Each week, we have a staff meeting, usually on Tuesdays, and we begin with devotion and prayer. Often, I will read the scripture for the upcoming Sunday, and I'll share a few basic ideas for my sermon. Some weeks, though, I come to staff meeting and I still have no idea where God is leading me to preach. This week was one of those weeks. Today's scripture is a well-known story of our faith. The feeding of the 5,000. It's in every gospel, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And there are a few details that vary from gospel to gospel, from telling to telling, but the main parts stay the same. Jesus needs rest, and so he goes up on a mountainside with his disciples. But as soon as he sits down to relax, he sees there's this great big crowd of people who had followed him. And knowing that this great big crowd of 5,000 men plus women and children, that they need to be fed, Jesus looks to the disciples to feed them. And the disciples freak out. Because that's too many people to feed. How could we ever do such a thing? And so Jesus ends up taking this small amount from the little boy's lunchbox, the bread and the fish, and he feeds the entire crowd with leftovers to spare. 
Now, often these very familiar stories, it's easy to assume that we know everything there is to know about the story, that there's nothing left to learn. And I have to admit that that's where I was at the beginning of our staff meeting this week. I knew this story. I love this story, but I had no idea how I was going to glean anything new from this old, old story. Little did I know that Jamie had a sermon in him and he could have preached for me today, but I didn't know that or he would have been up here. But then in staff meeting, I read verse 6. When I read it out loud to the staff, I just started to laugh. Verse 5, it begins with, When Jesus looked up and saw a great crowd coming toward him, he said to Philip, Where shall we buy bread for these people to eat? And then in verse 6, Jesus goes on to say, or it, it, the, the narrator, I guess, goes on to say, he asked this only to test him, for Jesus already had in mind what he was going to do. And suddenly when I read this in staff meeting, I got this image of Jesus as a teacher sitting with his students and saying, okay, pop quiz, let's see if you have been paying attention. Whenever the teacher did that to me and my class when I was in school, I panicked. I was a really good student. I paid attention, I did all my homework, and I did well on exams, at least the ones that were planned. But whenever the teacher announced these pop quizzes, all of the information that I had learned quickly flew out of my brain. And I would respond like Philip did to Jesus. I don't know. It would take more than a half year's wages to buy enough bread for each one to have a bite, he said to Jesus. And then the other students in my class, they would shout out answers. And that's kind of like what Andrew did, maybe with a little bit of sarcasm in his voice. He says, well, here's a boy with, with five barley loaves and, and two small fish, but how, how far are they going to go with all of these people? And then Jesus, I imagine with this little smile on his face, says, have the people sit down. As if he's saying, just watch. Remember who I am. And then the scripture goes on. There was plenty of grass in that place, and they sat down. About 5,000 men were there. Jesus then took the loaves, gave thanks, and distributed to those who were seated as much as they wanted, and then did the same with the fish. This is such a great image of Jesus as a teacher, working with his class, the disciples, teaching them the same lesson in many different ways, over and over and over again, waiting for that aha moment when it all clicks in their heads and, and more importantly, in their hearts. And so he gives them a pop quiz here to see what they've learned, but they're not getting it. And so he says, okay, let's run through this again. Watch me. What always tripped me up with pop quizzes was that I thought the teacher was looking for some elaborate or revolutionary answer, when really the answer that they wanted was simple. 
Jesus wasn't looking for a revolutionary answer either. He wanted the disciples to see, to understand what he had said to the Samaritan woman before. He told her that he was the breath, the, the bread of life, and that with him, people would not be hungry anymore. The answer that Jesus was looking for was, Jesus, you can provide them with food. You're the bread of life, and we can help you with that. It's like when the kids were sitting here for children's time, and Jesus, er, when Jenny asked, who is Jesus? And Jesus is Mary's son. Very good. And then everybody, and then they're all just saying, they're like, oh my, this is a really hard one. When I know, they know who Jesus is. We, we know, like they know at least one little phrase or they have a thought. But to say that, well, Jenny's probably looking for a very important answer. But really, it's simple. It's like in Sunday school when the answer is just Jesus, right? To every question. God cares for us and will provide us with what we need. That is the easy answer to Jesus' question here and in this scripture. And as I was digging a little bit deeper into this scripture, I learned that there are actually at least two reminders within the scripture of that truth. In verse 4, it says the Jewish Passover festival was near. Passover is when the Jewish people celebrate God saving them from the final plague of Egypt and freeing them from the slavery to the Egyptians. One of the first examples in Scripture that God does care for us and will provide us with what we need. And then in verse 10, we see that Jesus has the people sit down in the grass. Now this is very plain and simple. Until we remember the words of Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. Jesus is the good shepherd who makes his people lie down in green pastures and provides them with what they need. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord my whole life long. So pop quiz time. What will God always do when God's people are in need? You have to actually answer it, or we're just going to all sit here forever. You online, you are, you're not going to get called on. Yes, Dion. Go, oh, good job. God will provide. See, it wasn't hard, was it? Yay, everybody clap for him. Good job. <laughs> yes, God will take care of us. God will provide. It might not come in the way that we expect. It might not seem like much at the time or come when we want it. 
but our God knows our deepest and most profound needs, and God will always, always take care of us. Thanks be to God for a love like that. Amen. Now I invite all those online um, during this next song. If you have any joys or concerns to share, please share them in the comments on Facebook, or you can go to prayer at bumc.com. If anyone here has any prayer cards that they would like to still turn in, please um, feel free to do so. If you raise your hand, I can run out and grab them. But I invite you to stand as you are able and sing our prayer song.
prayers. Uh, Allison asked for prayers for Sean going through cancer treatments to let God be with him this week for his testing and his checkup. And then also um, an anonymous prayer for dissension and hurt in our family. Yes, family dynamics can be oh so difficult. And then Leslie um, says, Austin Smith says, good morning, and I'm at home now from rehab. Austin will be 90 on August 1st, and she says, thank you, church family, for your continued prayers and support. Enjoy this glorious day. Sharon asked for prayers, continued prayers for Roger, who had back surgery last week and is still in rehab. And then Janine asked for prayers for their daughter, Emily, as she will be taking her bar exam this week. And also for prayers for his family as they lost their sweet dog, Charlie, to cancer yesterday. It's so hard to lose our pets because they are family. We know that God hears our prayers and responds to our prayers. And so let us go to our Lord now. Loving God, you are our creator and sustainer. When you open your hand, you satisfy the hunger and the thirst of every living thing. And so we look to you whenever we are in need, trusting in your love and your abundant goodness. As you once fed the hungry crowds with only five loaves and two small fish, God, we ask that you would again fill those who are empty today. Pour out your spirit on all who hunger and thirst. We pray for those who are physically hungry, whose stomachs are empty. We think especially of the people who are facing critical food shortages, malnutrition, and starvation. Lord, in your mercy, open your hand and pour out your spirit so that they may be filled. God, we pray for those who are empty emotionally who are lonely and long for companionship and love, who are caught in the grip of depression and addiction. God, those who are overwhelmed with grief, in your mercy, open your hand so that they may be filled. And God, we pray for those who are spiritually empty, who are troubled but don't know where to turn, who long for purpose and meaning, who don't know where to look, who need you but do not yet know you. In your mercy, O Lord, open your hand so that they may be filled. God, we praise you for your abundant gifts in our lives. 
pour out your spirit on us as well. Fill us with your compassion and love, your comfort, so that we might be willing to share some of our abundance with those who have need. In your mercy, open your hand. Pour out your spirit so that we may be filled. We pray all of these things in the beautiful name of Jesus and pray together the prayer that he taught his disciples. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who have trespassed against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. As we go from this time together, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and grant you peace. Go in peace and not in pieces. Amen. Have a great week.